Welcome to the Pink Noise Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Ashley Gill. Pink noise is nature's ambient sound frequency. The waves crashing on the shore, a steady rainfall, or leaves rustling in the wind. It is the sweet spot between chaos and control. The world is awash with pink, so much so that our brain waves often sink to its frequency. In this podcast, we will explore this balance in humanity by learning from the stories of those who have navigated their own moments of chaos and control, stability and collapse. Learning the tools and techniques that have worked for them and what they discovered about themselves along the way. When we make space to allow others to share their soul, we can find the inspiration to heal our own. For we are all just a bunch of complex, interrelated organisms trying to find love, purpose, and worthiness. What can your story teach others? Hello, podcast people. That is my new official intro. Um, How are you guys doing? I hope you're having an awesome week. I just got out of a wormhole of watching interview after interview and behind the scenes of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, it's not only one of my favorite directors of all time, brilliant genius Quentin Tarantino, but it also has some of my favorite actors, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. I mean, could it get any better? Oh, wait, it has a love letter to Los Angeles. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. This literally checks every single box I could ever imagine. Uh, brilliant film. Really love it. Very enjoyable, exceptional movie going experience. That's all I say. That's that is all I will say about that. Uh, go check it out. Hashtag this is not sponsored. Hashtag if you want to sponsor me, I would accept it if it's paid. Um. Okay. So this week we have on my friend from Australia, which is literally one of my favorite accents ever. Ever. I think it's so cool and I could listen to Australians speak all day long. It's so beautiful. Um, but her name is Chala Gazelle and she's a Reiki healer and energy intuitive, um, which is like the coolest thing ever. It's a hybrid Reiki healer, which essentially means as she's tapping into your energy sources to heal and do Reiki, she is getting um, intuitive messages and kind of tapping in on different parts of healing and she works a lot with inner child work and um, shadow work which she gets down and into those dark kind of trauma spots and helps you move through them emotionally which is awesome uh it's a really really interesting episode and listening to her journey through going from the corporate world over into this sort of more um spiritual and wellness world is a shift and it's a shift even if you live in Los Angeles and it's definitely a shift if you live in Australia uh but it is very cool seeing someone just in general changing career paths to follow their passion I think that's always a beautiful beautiful thing she's a sweet sweet soul and she did a session for me which was really cool and uplifting I talk about it in the episode But um, we did the session and the interview last week and even retroactively a week later to speak to the session, it definitely transformed me and my energy and my perspective. Sorry, there's a motorcycle gang outside my window. That's why you close the windows when you record podcasts. Just good job. Um, But yeah, 
So, you know, I noticed a huge energy shift um, and was able to come back, you know, for the rest of the week with a different perspective and truly feeling have released things. Um, So we'll dive more into what all of that means. And uh, yeah, without further ado, here is Chala Gazelle. Okay, I am so excited right now. (laughs) Um, I just got an amazing healing done by Chala Gazelle, and we have her on the podcast today. She is an incredibly talented and and just um, centered and loving uh, life coach and also energy healer, and she primarily works with trauma and inner child work. Um, we actually met each other via Instagram, which is, I always kind of talk of the negative of Instagram and how it can kind of like play mind tricks on you. But this is one of those cases where it was a really beautiful meeting of people and getting to know each other. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. That was like such a nice introduction, by the way. Such a beautiful soul, like sweetest person ever. I could tell even from our um, exchanges via Instagram before we had met up, I was like, this is like a person that I want around me. This is awesome. Like, she's amazing. So, yes. Um, But, yeah, so I'm so excited to have you on today. So... I just did a session with her, which I've I've done like energy healing before, but it's been very mild and this is a very intense form of it. And I was crying and there was pain and happiness and joy and I feel so lifted and my body's like tingling right now. So if I sound a little off on the podcast, <laughs> that's probably why. Um, but we'll go into that in a little bit. First, we're going to get your story and how you started and... Um, Spoiler alert, she's from Australia, in case you can't tell by her. Mm-hmm. Beautiful accent. Um, so yeah, so tell us a little bit about how you got started, where you're from, and all of that fun stuff. Okay, thank you. All right, so I am from Australia. Love it. So um, grew up in Melbourne, had the most um, very like conventional life you know, very structured, um, grew up in a loving family. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had a great childhood, um, loving parents, two younger sisters. However, I always felt like I was the indigo child, Mm. um, really different. So there'd be times where I'd just be like quiet or questioning things and questioning like what's going on, um, questioning myself at times too because I never could understand. I would always think something's wrong with me yeah. and I suppressed all these emotions. Um, so when school was great, although I knew that I just could not really study. Like I couldn't put my head into studying and reading books like I was always like curious about other things and about the universe and Mm. why we're here why are we here like what am I doing here and I would always have conversations with my dad he is very spiritual himself so I'm really grateful that he introduced that world to me and um 
So yeah, growing up was great and I did the matrix well, you know. Yeah. The whole go to school, go to uni, um, get into the corporate job. Mm-hmm. Now, did you feel, did you feel like it was kind of, that's what everyone around you was doing? Mm. Like, I assume Australia is probably pretty similar to the U.S. where, like, there's kind of, like, tentpole items. You, you know, go to, you graduate high school, you go away to college, you get a corporate job, you get married by this point. Is there that same pressure in Australia? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's really funny because I always knew I wasn't made for that life. Right. I always knew that you know, so many people were focused on uni and studying and their career. And I was like, I want more. Right. I want more from life. Like, surely there has to be more. Right. Um, so yeah, I did. I fell into corporate world, Mm -hmm. which I am so grateful for because it was a lesson for me and I am the person I am now because of my experiences. Yeah. Yeah, so I um, was in the media industry mm-hmm. and then transitioned into um, advertising, working for a real estate company. And um, yeah, it was a great gig at the time. Like yeah. I was like, you know, going to lunches and um, doing all the things, but I just didn't feel myself. Yeah. I felt really robotic. I felt like nothing... I didn't feel connected. Mm, I didn't mm-hmm. feel connected to my soul. It was like wake up in the morning, get dressed for work, the same, like have you know the same conversations. How was your weekend? And yeah. you know what? Like it was as soon as I would get to work on Monday, we we'll speak about the weekend, and by Tuesday we're like, what are we doing this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was always looking for that nice escape, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's why. Um, we call it hump day drinks. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you guys call yeah. it hump day drinks here, yeah, like Wednesday drinks. Like, you know, I'd be drinking um, from Wednesday till, you know, Sunday. Yeah. Essentially yeah. escaping from my reality. Right. Mm. Mm. So when did you find a point where you were like, there's got to be, like, we're, I'll, okay, speaking from my experience, when I was in that sort of phase, I knew something was off, but like I, I wasn't sure how off until I was out of it. And then I was like, whoa, I was so off from what I should have been doing. I was in like this sort of like monotony cycle. Mm -hmm. Were you aware when you were in that, that like things are going to have to change and they're going to have to change soon? Or did you kind of like hit a wall and things had Mm -hmm. shift? Mm -hmm. A lot happened to me, right? So I was, um, unfortunately lost my uncle and, um, at that point, I was really getting into this healing mm-hmm. stage where I was connecting with angels and doing Reiki and really kind of really questioning life then. Yeah. Um, and it was only until I connected with the angels that they were like, follow your heart, mm. follow your heart. And I kind of like dismissed the signs. Mm-hmm. I was like, follow your heart, what does that mean? I'd go into work and, you know, talk about the moon and Mercury retrograde and talk about all the things like healing and raking. Everyone would be so interested around me. And I was so passionate. Like I would go into work and talk more about the things I love than actually doing work. Yeah. <laughs> and it was only until I got to a stage where I've done so much healing 
and I knew that I didn't want to be in corporate anymore, but I just didn't know what my path looks like for yeah. me. I just didn't know. I'm like, what is it? I know I don't really want to be a psychologist. I know I've got this ability to like connect with people, but I just don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I actually had a physical manifestation of pain mm. that triggered my next decision to move um, and really like really think about what's going on really think about my life and what I truly want and that's when I um, slipped a disc I actually slipped two discs wow um, this was at the end of 2017 mm. and I it's almost like I manifested that mm -hmm. which sounds pretty crazy because I would always and if I look back at my moon journal I literally would have give me a sign I need you know each month I would be like I don't want to be in corporate I just want to be doing you know my own thing but give me a sign of my gift of my medicine I don't know what it is right so um, I had this back injury and it was the most traumatic experience Ugh. yet most beautiful experience of my life because it was almost like the death of my my old life and a rebirth of what was to come mm, I love that yeah so you know I went through this like traumatic experience with my back and um back and forth with doctors and I actually had a surgeon tell me that I needed a spinal operation if I like if I was still in pain because I could not walk for three months I had wow. really really bad sciatica yeah really bad sciatica oh, horrible yeah. yeah I couldn't walk I could barely like go to the grocery store to get my food um I put so much pain and trauma in myself and like you know going to doctors clinic and they'll be like you know here's this medication for your anxiety here's this for sleeping and I was like I don't need any of that yeah <laughs> like I don't want any of that and that's when I knew that I turned to myself and I turned my healing journey started then yeah and I turned to meditation and Ayurveda and acupuncture and it took me six months to heal like wow. six months of like really intense work on myself and at that point, I asked for a sign again. I was like, okay, so what is it? And it was interesting because I had some time off my corporate job. And I, I I knew at that stage, like it was my exit, you know, my strategy. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost like the universe going, boom, I'm going to give you something physical for you to actually wake move up and, and yeah. wake up. Mm -hmm. um, so it was at that point, I, I knew that. I needed to really go within yeah really seek within so when you were going through healing because you went a more holistic approach to healing mm -hmm. then you didn't get the surgery no right yeah mm -hmm. so didn't they also I remember when we had talked or whatever you said something how they were like yeah you're pretty much gonna have this pain indefinitely or whatever it may be mm -hmm what was your steps to healing that? And like, how were you reading books or articles? Were you reaching, like, how did you find the information for mm -hmm. all this stuff too, you mm -hmm. know? So it's really interesting because I've always been into holistic healing and the alternative approach. And um, prior to my injury, like I was meditating a lot. Yeah. So twice a day, 
meditating for 20 minutes and at one I remember this one day I was like <laughs> I reached out to my meditation teacher and I had a chat with him and he basically said to me you know it, there's so much noise inside your mind like just quiet it quiet your mind um, so I meditated and then went to this talk um, he had an Ayurveda practitioner speak at the time I was going to him for different reasons and also being mindful of my back so at that stage I was like I need to get physio and all the western like you know mm -hmm. approach but then had this um a booked a session with this Ayurveda practitioner and I went to him and I was like bawling my eyes because I got my results from um my back yeah and he just looked at me he's like are you okay and I'm like I'm here for like a different reason but I just want to talk to you about these results and I don't know what to do yeah I don't know what to do and he was like he looked at me and he's like oh, oh no he's like wait what they recommended a, a surgery he's like this is fixable this is fixable so I actually went to him for like hormones and yeah. like female stuff yeah. and my thyroids and he's like so it was almost like my sign from the universe was meditate go to this like go to this workshop mm -hmm. meet with the Ayurveda practitioner for for my hormones and my thyroid yet go in and that exact same day get the results from um for my back mm -hmm. walk in show him the results because I'm so distraught and he like has the answer he had the answers wow so that was like a sign honestly from the universe high consciousness god whatever you want to call it and right. i always literally like i get goosebumps when yeah, I, I, I talk did. about it i like and i get emotional because it's like when you truly ask for the sign yeah you are given it if you quiet the mind and go within yeah um so that's when my healing journey started from mm. I spent a whole week and he um, had these clay pots and it was like really old school style. So he had clay pots and he put these clay pots on my back and poured hot water, um, hot oil. Mm. And for seven days, seven consecutive days, I would go in, have this treatment. My back was spasm. I could feel like my nerves, like things shifting in my body. Wow. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Um, so that happened and then I looked into acupuncture as well. So it was really like meditating Ayurveda and acupuncture and also a clean diet. So I stopped drinking alcohol. I quit like sugar. Mm -hmm. So it was like three to six months of cleansing my body. Wow. Yeah. And so then was your back completely healed or was there still injury or pain or? Look, I... I would say 90% healed and wow. there's always going to be that, you know, pain that I get here and there when I mm -hmm. travel or if I'm doing, you know, intense exercise, but right. I monitor it now with acupuncture and, you know, healing through just like feeling into my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. That's so crazy. I think that's, it's such an interesting shift right now because people are aware a lot more aware now that traditional 
medical systems um, a lot of times are trying to fix the symptoms and not the root cause. And through learning, through energy work and, and holistic approaches that like you really have to get to the root of where that pain is coming from. And even um, uh, there's a company, I think called Egoscu, but there's like a bunch of them where it's a lot of alignment. Like if you have a hip problem um, or, or if you have a knee problem, you're you're not addressing the knee at all you're actually addressing the hips Mm -hmm. because you're standing inappropriately and you're you're leaning on this one too much and that's why there's more pressure on that knee and that's why the knee hurts or the ankle hurts or whatever Mm -hmm. um so it's really going back to that like traditional sense of your your body is like the biggest healing source and you just have to tap into like where that is coming from Mm -hmm. so cool it's so cool it's it blows my mind I'm like if I can actually heal my back and I've been told that I needed surgery what else can I do right and that's when I was really fascinated about this whole space yeah so cool okay so then what happened next how did you approach the job and all of that stuff. Yeah, so I had a lovely manager. He was so great and yeah. he really was understanding and I had this like, you know, I had a lot of flexibility with my corporate job. I really did. And yeah. I had so much respect for my team and my manager, but I just knew that being there was not healthy for me mm-hmm. and it wasn't right. So yeah. I just had a conversation with him told him that I and prior to um quitting like I did a course so I did like a health coaching course but I knew that that there was more to it there was right. more to the course so I'd finished my course and I'm like right I'm just gonna explore coaching and see where it takes me yeah and he was so all for it he's like you know I admire your I admire the fact that you're following your dreams and your passion. And I know that this is going to lead into so much more for you. Oh, that's so so beautiful. So nice. Yeah, really, really nice. And um, so I think it made it hard leaving because it was like a family. Like going to work was, you know, like family. Like we're really tight. And um, I didn't want to let go of that comfort and family, you know, moving from Melbourne to Sydney um it was you know a bit challenging yeah you know as as it is with anything like any big decision to move and get out of your comfort zone so I had that in the back of my mind like if I leave work I'm also living behind my family right um which was really hard for me but I had to make the right decision and followed my heart yeah yeah so what is sort of like the holistic scene like in Australia is there a big scene like I know LA is kind of like the capital mm. of healing and spirituality and stuff like it's definitely one of the cities in, in the US that's definitely the forefront um so when you're like oh I do energy healing like everyone here is like yeah okay cool I've heard of that I get that mm-hmm. if you go to maybe like my hometown even like suburb of new jersey they're like what what does that mean you know what i mean so was your hometown or was the town that you were moving to understanding accepting or did they not know did you have was that like Mm. a learning curve Mm -hmm. it's interesting because um my hometown is in melbourne and um 
but in Bondi where I live it's everyone's really open it's like LA yeah however it's underground no one really talks about it interesting so, yeah like if you're like oh I'm, I'm going to work on my chakras or get energy healing they're like look at you and you're crazy right mm. which is why I love being here because um people are open to it yeah yeah absolutely yeah so interesting so then did you start coaching did you start health mm-hmm. coaching and how did you start tapping into those gifts more mm-hmm. and more I started coaching and I just knew intuitively that I had more, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. So I'd, you know, hired a few coaches and mentors myself and I just knew, I'm like, there's more that I need to do than just coach. Like, I know that there's so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was my acupuncturist who put me in touch with um, a Reiki master. He's like, you've got healing hands. It's like, you literally... You need to tap into this somehow. Wow. And I was like, oh, Reiki. Yeah, I love Reiki. I love energy. I love working with chakras. Yeah. I'm just going to, why not? I'm just going to um, dive deep into it and find out more about it. So I met with my Reiki master and I did like this intro of like, you know, he was like, okay, I want you to like do like a little um, work on me and just to feel like my energy in my hands and like, you know, how open I am. And when I did the work, I was like, am I doing this right? He's like, there's no right or wrong way. Just do and be. And when I did, he felt it. Like he was like, he looked at me, he's like, wow. Like he, he felt it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) he's like, he really, really felt it. And then that's when he just dived deep with me. He's like, okay, this, you know, are you open to this? Are you willing to, you know, um, it's not going to be easy, but are you willing to like step into this? And I was like, yes. And that's when I knew, I knew that there was so much more, as I said before, like I knew I had more and it was more than just Reiki as well. Cause then when I started doing practicing Reiki, I would email my master and be like, I have this weird situation where I did Reiki with this client and this and this came up Mm -hmm. and this trauma came up and this inner child work. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't think this is exactly what Reiki practitioners do, (laughs) but what's going on here? And I had a bit of a panic. Yeah. Um, Because that was, it's, you know, it's, scary tapping into that you yeah. know like I just I didn't know I had this gift and this ability and I yeah. stressed like suppressed it for right. so long yeah so when you say you were tapping into that I know because I've witnessed it happen but like for people that are like I don't get what that means so does that mean that you were let's say feeling into an energy chakra and you started either seeing or feeling the trauma or pain mm-hmm. of the client. Yeah. So when you have it come through, do you have, do you, because I know some people, they can physically feel the pain that the client feels or where it happened, or do you see it or do you hear, like what does mm-hmm. your kind of gifts look like? It's really case by case. So mm-hmm. sometimes I feel it. Mm-hmm. I will feel it in my body and I'll be like, okay, this is where the pain is. This is where the pain is. Or intuitively I would get, a message to say this and this happened at this age can you talk to me about this wow and really feel it yeah. in the heart and I suppose where 
my work now is I actually get people out of their minds and into their hearts Mm -hmm. to feel the pain and feel the trauma in order for them to like move through the blocks yeah amazing yeah so cool (laughs) so what did what did he say when you were like um this is not exactly reiki like how do i incorporate like what do i do with this (laughs) he it was funny because he just laughed at me he just said you know you've tapped into this Hmm. so you have opened up the portals and the channels and you have this gift like you've got this medicine so you can either block it out and suppress it Mm -hmm. or you can like open it up yeah and really work with it and i think for so long and as as i was saying like growing up i didn't like studying i didn't like reading and i just knew that there was so much more and i i could feel things and i could see things and i suppressed it because i was so scared Mm. i was so scared to tap into it yeah whereas now i play with it and it feels good and it feels natural and now I love reading and I love learning and I love studying about this, you know, this space and this, you know, work. And to me, it's just natural now. Yeah. It is what it is. How does your family feel about the gifts? And do you, do any of your family members have similar gifts or have they ever tapped into it? Or ancestors that you know of? Yeah, I feel like my ancestors definitely, in terms of family, like, you know, of course they questioned me. They're like, why are you leaving your corporate safety security job to do what? I don't understand. Yeah. Okay, so I literally faced a lot of, like, um, having to please, having to question myself again and again. Like, is Mm. this the right path? Am I crazy? You know, I have this special gift, but... It's really hard to explain. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to explain, especially to your parents. I mean, they're always going to love and support you, but maybe at the end of the day, not know if it's the right decision. Right. right? So I kind of had this fear for so long of coming out and being like, I've got this medicine and I'm going to use it, but I don't know how to explain it to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like there was times where... I would prove myself and um, it wasn't until I had this conversation with my parents and I just broke down and I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I've been given signs from a higher power and people are coming to me and I have this ability to heal. Like I truly do. I have ability to heal and it's almost like I needed their acceptance and I needed them to realize like, okay go follow your path and then the minute that they did it's almost like my I was able to just be free and flow Mm, into the space I love that yeah how um how do you how would you describe your first few sessions towards like where your sessions are now like have they just like catapulted and like gotten so much bigger and more depth like has it grown so much oh my god it's so intense now yeah it's so intense and I feel as though the more alignment I am and the more um clear I am and in flow and really dedicated to doing the work Mm -hmm. the work is so intense yeah so from when I first started it was like gentle and now it's like heavy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I always tell my clients like this work is not just love and light it is intense it is traumatic like you truly feel the pain Mm -hmm. and in order to have that flow in your life you need to feel it yeah 
Oh, yeah. So crazy. Um, we were talking about just before how um, I was reading Letting Go by David Hawkins, and he talks a lot about how pain um, and feelings that you don't feel fully throughout your life manifest physically in your body. And we kind of like suppress them, repress them, maybe we'll project them, or maybe we'll kind of um, uh, like distract ourselves with alcohol or partying or always being social and never really sit down and like, what does abandonment feel like? What does grief feel like? What does this? And just let that feeling overcome us completely and just feel through it. And because we are so afraid of feeling those emotions, we put them down and then they store and create pain bodies you know, over time and then our thoughts go back there and keep storing and storing and storing. So there's a lot of physical manifestations of pain in our bodies and especially with your work, you're physically digging in and able to hit those pain points, which mm. I think is so cool and amazing and freeing. Mm. How do you kind of go back from a very heavy session? I mean, you're talking about people's like, deepest traumas like how do you not take on that sadness or that pain and how do you keep light throughout that whole process and even once you go home you know mm, yeah good question I reached out to um my Reiki master too because I was like I don't know why but I'm feeling and I'm an empath so I feel emotions yeah um and he just said to me he's like no just let it go he was like He's like, you are a vessel in mm. order for them, creating space for them to heal. Mm-hmm. He's like, you don't need to take it on. Mm-hmm. So he taught me tools and techniques and how to um, really not take on the pain. Mm-hmm. And now when I do work, like to begin, I was taking on a lot of people's pain and trauma and I was walking around and I'm like, oh my God, this is... Like I was, it was intense. Yeah. But now gradually, like really practicing my work and being in it I have my own um tools and techniques like I'm, I would meditate or sage myself wash my hands um with salt water and um I've got this technique like I do so it's like this energy is not coming to me so it's yeah. like hand movement oh I like that yeah 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 because I feel I just imagine, like, I feel very sensitive to people's, like, energies and, and emotional states. And one thing I do is I try to put myself in their shoes and feel through their emotion. And I think part of it is, like, I've always wanted to act. So I'm like, okay, if I was an actor and I was playing them, like, how would I go through it? So I'll literally, like, even subconsciously, I'll be like, they must have been feeling that through that. Like, they must have gone through that. And I'll take it on so heavy. Mm. But I imagine that would be, like, it would be impossible for me to do any any similar work because I can't. You can't do that, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, like I think about it, right? It's like I have a choice: do I want to take on the pain, or do I want to assist them move through their pain? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now my mission is like, no, I'm not taking on their pain. I'm assisting them. Yeah, pushing through the pain, yeah, and the trauma, and moving through the blocks amazing yeah well let's talk about my session oh yeah so excited <laughs> okay so so I think at least for me when I've had energy work done before it's been pretty mild it's it's 
you know, you have your chakra meridians, and basically those are like epicenters of um, high frequency and different frequency and like really like, I guess, what are they, just like uh, more concentrated energy centers. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about how there's also like science behind the chakras. Like they did tests um, basically showing like how certain objects moved quicker or slower around those those chakra centers because there was denser energy in those areas so people realize like oh they actually have a different energy matter just like all of our organs have different mm -hmm. energy matter like uh your organ versus just like a piece of skin is going to be different energy and frequency and operates differently with the world around it so when i've had energy work done before it's kind of just like I, I imagine and kind of visualize and feel like what all the chakras and energy feels like and then they walk me through like a visualization of like clearing those things out and things moving in and out and like kind of circling around and spinning out and clearing and cleansing. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was like, it, it's such an intuitive process. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you tapped into my energy centers as as we're going through them and was picking up on pain or block or whatever and so as she was going through the chakras like intuitively things would come up she would be like do you you know is there a history of this what happened around this situation and she would kind of like ask questions um that were I mean some of them I'm like how would anyone ever know this like this is insane um and a lot of physical stuff like one of the things she's like I feel a lot of choking like around your neck and to me, I get really bad panic attacks. And it is like a, I always say like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I feel choked. I can't breathe. Um, so that was like a, oh yeah, of course. The choking is like that sort of physical manifestation. And like, when did the panic attack start? And like, you know, this all goes back in your quote unquote trauma timeline. Um, and as we're moving through all of these things, it's also calling in energies of other people and going through the the pain and trauma you've had with them and say okay look I forgive you let's move on this is how we need to go apart for our next step and really feeling like this was a very painful time in my life I didn't fully feel through all those feelings where I didn't I didn't acknowledge the fact that I felt resentment or I didn't acknowledge the fact that I felt um you know just hurt by someone and really going through that and then she'll push on certain areas or press on certain areas and at least for me I saw a lot of emotions in my stomach and my lower stomach like it's you know I can always tell when I'm stressed because I get massively like bloated or whatever it may be and so she's physically pushing on it and it's like, she's not pushing probably that hard. Mm -mm. <laughs> and it feels like I'm being stabbed. Like, it was hitting into these pain centers. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> and she's like, yes, this is where you have it all stored. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, and it's going through the process of, like, release it. Like, stop holding on to it. Like, because my body wanted to, like, curl up in a ball and protect myself. And it's like, no, like, let this go. Let this pain out of you. Um, and it was so, like, it was so physically real. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, other energy work that I've had done, it's a visualization. 
And because I'm open to that stuff, it really works for me. But some people who might not be closed off or may not like believe in energy work, they might not necessarily feel anything. Like mm-hmm. there's no denying the physicality of this. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, feeling those centers and then having like a really strong release and releasing these things. And then, you know, we started going into what I'm stressed about now and where the disconnects are and kind of getting clear on them and then also working with the inner child like what does little baby Jess you know Mm. want to tell me or want to do or want to guide me towards um really beautiful just like a lot of releasing a lot of therapy work um yeah it was just like such a and my body was literally vibe like tingling like all of my senses were tingling after and I physically felt the pain like I could feel tension in my stomach go from like tense to looser as if I got like a deep deep tissue massage Mm. it was crazy it was crazy so beautiful thank you oh you're welcome so glad you received that yeah yeah really really glad yeah I think I think hearing Like, for me, as someone who would, like, oh, maybe go do this kind of session or that kind of session or whatever, like, I'm, like, give me all the details. (laughs) So I'm, like, okay, I want you guys to know, like, everyone's going to have their own experience, Mm -hmm. but just know, like, surrender your body, be open to it, and things will come up, and you'll be surprised, and you don't know, like, what's coming or what's going to happen, um... But yeah, tapping back into those old stuck things and how really physically the body and the emotions are so closely tied. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And it's really funny because the more open you are to this work, the more we can release. Yeah. Right? So if you're like closed off and you're like, your mind is taking control. And I always try to guide through my clients. I'm like, okay, out of the mind, back into the heart. Yeah. Out of the mind, back into the heart. Because the logical mind is like, this is not working. This is bullshit. This is shit. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, there's so much chatter noise Mm -hmm. in the inner roommate. Like, there's just so much noise there. Yeah. The minute, like, you actually slow it down and drop into the heart and really feel Mm-hmm. that's when the magic happens. Yeah. Because really, like, I'm just guiding you. Right. You've got all the answers. Yeah. Things are coming up intuitively, and I'm getting guided which spots to go to, but we have it in within us. Yeah. We really feel in the heart. And it, it's so funny because I see people, and I'm just like, how often are you tapped into your heart? Are mm-hmm. you making a heart? based decision or a mind-based decision yeah is that coming from your ego is it coming from scarcity fear Mm -hmm. insecurity or is it coming from a place of love yeah joy your inner child wants to just play and be free yeah it's such a different like vibration it's such a different thought and feeling and knowing um checking in with both ends of it Mm -hmm. you know and even even during the session my my logical mind was like "Mm, that's not practical I want action steps yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it's like it's like this really annoying like parent in my brain that's Mm -hmm. like we need to go back to how everyone in society says we do things otherwise it's not real Mm -hmm. um and really the the root of what it came down to was like 
my heart was like, give yourself space, give yourself alone time, give yourself, you know, time to let the answers come through, stop trying to control all of these little things. Um, and then those beautiful answers will come through. Yes, and have time for more play. Yes, right. absolutely, mm. absolutely. Oh, so beautiful. Okay, I'll share one more thing. But one of the things that came up was like a fear of being abandoned and a feel of being left alone and like wanting to go through the world with a partner or a best friend or someone who would like always have my back through things. And in doing this, work kind of realizing like the the partner or the best friend or the you know because I want a creative partner for this and I want you know my romantic partner for as my life partner and I want all these things and I'm so fearful of like you know just not having one or being alone and what I kind of saw and felt really felt was that that person I'm looking for was like my inner child, like the other half of me that I've been disconnected from mm. and that I do disconnect from every so often. Um, and it was like, hey, you actually don't need anything or anyone else. They're great to have. Yes, you can have them and loving and it's beautiful and amazing. But that that partner that I'm nervous about losing is just me. You know, it's just like another part of my essence. Mm -hmm. And that was really, really cool. Yeah, that was really beautiful. And as soon as like I felt your energy and your heart just expand when yeah. you just knew. Yeah. When I asked you that question, your heart just expanded and oh. you you just knew. You're like, I just need me, my inner oh. child. How oh. beautiful is that? <laughs> We're both getting really emotional right now. <laughs> It is really beautiful. It's really beautiful. And it's very powerful. Mm. It's very powerful to bring it back to you, to you mm. having the answers, to you having the healing, to mm. you, you know, being able to give yourself all the things that you're looking for the outside exterior. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need the... Mm, the job or the party or the social status or the car or the, I don't know vacation or to be respected in a certain circle like mm -hmm. what you don't need any of that stuff like the pure 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 joy is like you loving yourself in mm. the process it's so true and I always tell people this like you can go on that amazing yacht and you can go on this amazing vacation and have this job that pays x amount of money but if your soul is searching for more, yeah. if your soul is like emotionally eating after a big day of work mm -hmm. or like drinking or shopping or using like sex as a um, coping, mecha coping mechanism, like yeah. escaping, yeah. you're not going to be happy. Mm -hmm. And we've all been there, right? Yeah, like, and I, heads up to me, like I've, been, I've partied, I did all the things and I, I came to the conclusion that what I'm seeking outside is actually within me. Yeah. Yeah. Everything I'm actually seeking that is outside is in my in my body, in my soul. And that's really powerful. Yeah. 100%. Drop into that. Yeah. Because then mm. you can start to click in of like, what are my true desires? What are my true interests? What are my true passions? Like mm. you were able to find your gifts when you were able to click into that, you know? Mm. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Because we're always searching, you know, we're searching for the next 
the next big, um, you know, the relationship, the next job, like the next car upgrade or the house mm-hmm. and all the things. Like it's always the next, the next, and the next. How often do we actually surrender yeah. and go within and live in the present moment and go, what is working for me right now? What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who do I need to be? Yeah. There's so much inner guidance. Like it's, it, it feels a little unnatural if you're Mm. not used to doing it. It feels like I'm just talking to myself. Mm -hmm. This is weird. What Mm. am I saying? Mm. But it comes from such a place of like love and not judgment that you start moving to towards those things and then things start happening. Mm. You know what I mean? Like things start aligning for you. You start getting the right uh, back healing modalities yes. the day that you need it. You know, mm-hmm. like these these sort of miracles kind of come through for you um, when you start really checking in with yourself. A hundred percent. And you know what I always tell people because, you know, I do my women's circles and I have like the moon um, ceremonies and all the things and I always come down to this point of, At the end of the day, when you actually come center in Mm -hmm. and do the work Mm -hmm. every single day and dedicate your time and energy, like I have a book, my my moon um, book, and I looked at the date, it was in 2016, Mm -hmm. and I remember looking at my new moon um, intentions and what I wanted to manifest, and it's really funny because as I look at it, it's like consistent. Right. Mm. And then I see, oh, that happened there. Oh, this happened there. This happened. That's amazing mm-hmm. because it takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes dedication, commitment. It is a full-time job. Yeah. It really is. And it's funny because there's certain people that would be like, I've tried manifesting. I've tried the visualizations. I've done all the healing and it's still not working. I always come down to the question, okay, how committed are you to yourself? Mm. how committed are you to doing the work because if you are consistently doing the work yeah full time yeah you will see the results yeah a hundred percent they're right there yeah yeah and there's there's flows right like there's times where you can part part of your journey might be just to disconnect for a while mm-hmm. and feel i don't want to say more human because everyone's <laughs> human obviously but like feel more um, uh, societal impact Mm -hmm. of like, okay, I don't need to do that every day. I don't need to meditate every day. I don't need to connect spiritual. And then you notice like little by little, like, uh, oh, I'm emotionally eating here. Or, wow, I drink every night this this week. Or, Mm. oh, wow, I like, I haven't journaled in a really long time. Like, I haven't really connected to myself at all. I've kind of gone back to this, like, numbing sort of mm-hmm. unaware system. And then you go back and you're like, oh, okay. I I needed to be taking care of me this whole time. I didn't even – it, like, kind of snuck up on me that, like, some of this stuff just needed to, like, get out in a healthier manner or way or all of that stuff. Mm. I don't know. I just think that's interesting. The ebbs and flows through it too. A hundred percent. And I used to go, I used to struggle with that too, like connecting human and spirituality. Yeah. And what I realized is you don't need to 
meditate every single day to feel connected mm -hmm. it's intention based right mm. so rather than waking up in the morning and be like shit i haven't done kundalini my breath work my journal meditation my gratitude all the things like that that's a lot of work yeah <laughs> but if, if it's intention based and you're like okay today i just want to be present mm -hmm. that's doing the work yes you know i yeah. just want to feel my body i just want to center in that is being present and that is doing the work mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't have to be all of these things all these zeitgeisty things like you know your yo yeah exactly yeah. what you said it doesn't have to be doesn't have to look like that it can be different it could be eating a really delicious piece of pizza and mm. intentionally sitting there and feeling it through your body and feeling good yes a hundred percent and I say this like I used to put myself in so much trauma after drinking I'd be like I'm so bad I'm loving lowering my vibrations this is not great until I realized like I would connect with my spiritual mentors and they're like hold on a second why are you judging yourself mm. there's no such thing as good and bad mm. it just is yeah how do you feel in that moment of drinking are you drinking from a place of lack insecurity and scarcity if so, yeah, that's not going to be good. But if you're drinking and you're celebrating and you're happy, yeah, why judge yourself? Right. So it's going to look what shifted me. Yes, I love that. Yeah, because there is a stigma. I think uh, you're not spiritual. You're not tapped in if you're mm. drinking or doing any of the things that people use for numbing things. But with it's only numbing if you're using it to mask a feeling or to hide or to run away from an emotion. If you're using it to celebrate life. Mm -hmm. That's totally different. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I would sit there and be like, I love a good cocktail and red wine. Yeah. I love celebrating a good meal out with my friends. Yeah. The intention of drinking always. Now I look at it as celebration. Yeah. Not I'm doing this because I hate my job. I'm doing this to escape. I'm doing this because I've... I'm in an emotional abusive relationship, you know? Yeah. So once you shift your mindset, things actually start feeling good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it was interesting. I saw me and my friend Tiana posted something, or she posted, I don't know, whatever. Anyways, it said the five to 10 pounds that everyone says they want to lose, why don't we start reframing that? Because those five to 10 pounds usually are the celebratory dinners with friends, mm. the vacations with your significant other, the weddings that you overindulged at, like those five to 10 pounds you want to lose are actually like some of your most joyous moments. Mm. And why don't we just hold it with pride instead of try to erase that mm. joy that we had. Mm. Just reframing it in different ways is kind of really cool. Yes, I agree. I like that because it's like, why are you putting so much pressure on yourself to lose yeah. when you can just be appreciative that you had the ability to go and enjoy that celebration mm -hmm. the wedding and during that moment at that present time you had a great time so why take it away and why put like so much trauma and anxiety yeah it's yeah like, why do that it's yeah unnecessary yeah there's so much okay so explain <laughs> to me um the matrix how you see it or how you understand it. i love the terminology of that <laughs> So ba basically, yeah, I'll let you go. Go <laughs> explain your understanding of that. I just feel as though like, 
<laughs> I'm so glad I'm out of the matrix. <laughs> um, I just feel it's like society's conditioning, right? It's like robotic lifestyle. Be a certain way, act a certain way, you know, um, have that security, um, have the house, the family by a certain age, mm-hmm. be accustomed to society's conditioning, mm-hmm. right? So it's like follow the rules. Right, And yeah. if you don't follow the rules, you're breaking the rules, which makes you bad. Mm-hmm. And if you're bad, you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. And it's really funny because I always think about people and I'm like, wow, you can really see people. I'm like, they're in the matrix, 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 matrix. Like robotic lifestyle, mm-hmm. autopilot, autopilot, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like wake up, do this, go to work, do this, pay the bills, scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. Mm-hmm. Um, getting out of the matrix is expanding. It's seeing life for what it really is really being if you want to be creative be creative create your own reality mm-hmm. not having that fear not having scarcity not having the insecurity of if i do this people are going to judge me right mm. i think it's hard too because there's a lot of you know i think everyone should be able to choose and believe in whatever they want mm-hmm. to for their religion but there are a lot of religions that at the underbelly of like you're infinite you can believe in this you're saved you're this blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah if you follow our rules mm-hmm. if you abide by the church or the mm-hmm. whatever you want to say and mm-hmm. and so people are like they now have spirituality which feels limitless and freeing but then they have this regulation so it, it causes this almost like chasm between them of like I believe because I felt the power of that, like mm. that there's something more, but then at the same time, I'm also feeling stuck by rules and regulations. So I think it's a lot of conditioning and a lot of inner work to try to find where that balance is for everyone. A hundred percent. And if you really think about it, it's also in the matrix, right? So yeah. Like it's yeah. a law. It's, if you break the law, if you break the rules, mm. you're a bad person. Right, yeah. You're not gonna go to heaven or like right. you know, it's like if you if you do not pay your bills, you are gonna be, you know, you're gonna get another fine and you know, it's like scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. If you don't go do this, if you don't um, be a good person, it's like you're going to hell and mm-hmm. it, it's really controversial I think at the at the end of the day everyone has their own you know beliefs and you know at the end of the day you choose a journey you choose the path that works for you and totally. I always say like there's no judgment whatever works for you but find the truth right seek the truth right and if it feels good for you amazing yeah if it makes you feel good like genuinely good yes inside your soul yeah. amazing but if you have fear of family and I have to be this way because it's conditioning from a little kid mm-hmm. then it's almost like you're out of alignment because you're not really truly following your path right you're following your what you think you should all the shoulds are like the matrix mm-hmm. 100%. very cool yeah I like the term. I don't know. I just love that it's you call it the matrix. I think that's so cool. I mean, what pill are you gonna take? The blue pill or the red pill? Yeah. <laughs> what adventure will you be on? So so cool. Yeah. How do you think people can 
<sighs> just I always think of like people I, I don't know why whenever I'm podcasting I think of people like in my hometown and I think of like if they're so like new to a mm. lot of this stuff um hey hey South Brunswick people what's up <laughs> um but what would you say if they were like well how do I tap in or what do I do or how do I know if I have gifts or how do I, you know what I mean like how do I start clearing some of this stuff like what would be like some practical stuff that you might recommend that they could start to kind of getting more connected with that heart space yeah and I think it comes down to first the willingness Mm -hmm. so it comes down to checking in with yourself and not doing it because it's a trend or it's you know people are doing it and you want to do it it's really like centering in with yourself and being truthful so looking in the mirror and going am I happy with my life or am I am I content? Like, does it make me feel good? And if it doesn't, okay, what can I do to make myself feel good? Okay, I'm gonna explore this world. It seems a bit woo woo, mm-hmm. and it seems a bit bizarre, but it's working for mm-hmm. others. People are actually getting results. So let me tap into that. Yeah. But if you only tap into it with an open mind, yeah. if you go in and criticize it and be like, "This is BS. It's not working." It's just like not right for me. It's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest people to always be truthful to themselves. Like, don't go and invest in healing if you know that your mind is like going to overpower it. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't go in there and put yourself through that trauma and stress and that anxiety to have a bad experience. Right. Only go in if you are ready to actually open up your heart and really go and and be ready for the ride because it's traumatic Mm -hmm. i always tell people it's not love and light it is traumatic you go deep um the best ways is to like really research Mm. research people yeah research people that have had amazing transformations Mm -hmm. look at testimonials yeah get excited about this space you know youtube reading you know podcasts um reading books and then i would always recommend referrals yeah I Definitely. think it's really important if there's so much noise out there mm-hmm. and it's like there's almost, it's overpopulated with so much. Yeah. <laughs> there's just so much out there. So go, make sure you go to a trusted, you know, whatever you're going to, a coach, a healer, make sure it's referrals. I always think, you know, at the end of the day, I strongly only, um, I only go and see practitioners if it's referral based because otherwise you can have a, you know, not so good experience and that then is going to affect your decision to either want to heal and Mm -hmm. use that alternative path or like go back to matrix. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I love that too, because I think everyone is different Mm -hmm. and there's some people that are their energy or their personality type is going to be more synced up with someone else or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. So I think that's an amazing, um, yeah. If you, if you feel drawn to someone and feel like they are the person you want to connect with, you're probably going to get a really good experience. And don't be afraid to reach out. Like I am like, you know, I'm so grateful that I reached out, like, you know, reconnected on Instagram, but, you know, having that, not, not having fear of if I reach out to this person, 
um, they're going to think like, you know, not having this judgment on yourself, like just be open to this space. Like everyone's really open, really friendly and yes. people support that. 100%. So just reach out to people, whether that's like a coach or a mentor or whoever that you see online, ask questions, mm -hmm. get involved, leave comments and get curious. My thing is just get curious. Yes. I love mm. that. Yeah. Especially cause like, I feel like anyone in that community and are so open, like just DM someone who, even if you're so unfamiliar with any of the work, what does this mean? Mm. You know, what are, what is just ask questions and people are so open. And mm. if you get a good vibe, like I've DM people before for coffee or whatever in the space and then they're kind of cold and then they'll just send me marketing stuff mm -hmm. and I'm like this isn't right for me like you don't see me as a human being first mm -hmm. which I need if I'm gonna work with you on anything you see me as a number mm -hmm. and that's not gonna work okay next and like move on from there um yeah yeah DM me and just ask some questions I love that I love I also like set an intention and drop into your intuition mm. so like you would feel it intuitively you'd be like eh, it's a vibe no it's not a vibe and then it's okay if it's not yeah 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 um backtracking a little bit mm -hmm. so what would you say was kind of one of the biggest hurdles you've had to overcome was that kind of that transition through getting this work out was it moving like where where did you feel the most disconnected and how did you reconnect from there, I guess? Mm. Good question. I felt really disconnected with my body mm. when I, um, prior to having the injury, I felt really disconnected. I was doing all sorts of things, like things I'm, you know, not saying I'm not proud of, but like really abusing my body. Yeah. Emotionally eating, drinking, getting into like really bad relationships because I just felt so disconnected. Yeah. It was just so robotic. And here, yeah, when I think about it, I get emotional because it's like, how, why do we put ourselves through so much trauma and pain? Mm. And for me now, I look back and I'm like, I needed to go through that to realize that that's not what I wanted. That's not what my soul was wanting. Yeah. My soul was wanting more. And in order to get more, you had to really heal. Yeah. yeah. Like you really need to face your shadows, face, face the bullshit. Yeah. And it's scary. It's really scary to face the shit because it's like, how can I move through this pain that's going to cause me more pain. I don't, I can't even understand how I'm going to get love and light from this. Yeah. Right. And, um, that was my experience through like, you know, the journey with my back and like following my passion. And then another pinnacle point was like support, feeling supported, feeling like, okay, I'm following my passion now. People don't understand me and I want them to understand me. And I felt like, not alone, like, you know, when you have your good friends, they're always going to support you. But when you're struggling and when you can't afford to pay, you know, you can't afford to pay rent or you can't afford to um, go to parties or get that new outfit or get, you know, a hair, your hair and makeup done. 
you get really sad and yeah. you're like, I'm following my passion here. I'm trying to like pursue my life, but I can't, it's inhibiting me from like doing the small things like that. Right. Yeah. And for me, I just like, I was fed up. I was like, okay, I'm following my passion now. I'm doing all this and I'm broke as fuck. Yeah. And I'm hurting so many people along the way because I can't attend important events mm. and that really hurt me yeah i was like what i i can't go to a wedding i can't travel here and like you know of course you would get judgment like if you want to it, i'm sure if you want you can get a job right you yes mm-hmm. and that's like the not the small-minded talk but the logical-minded talk right? right of people just being like if you want you can get a job and you can do this but i was like i've got more to give you don't understand so i i felt suffocated i felt so much pain Mm. to the point where i actually still do get emotional about it because i'm like if only i had that support and that nurture and that tribe to just like nurture me and show me the way yeah but i had to go through so many heartbreaks and hurdles and like the most i struggled with was asking for help Mm. really asked because it was like my ego is like I wanted to do this Mm -hmm. so I have to do it alone yeah and if if I'm so afraid to ask people for help because then they're going to judge me and be like well you chose this path right you wanted this path right it's not going to be easy you you pick this path so you know that if you pick this path you're going to have to face the shit right and it doesn't mean just because you follow your passion that you have to face shit alone right right yeah so that to me was my turning point when I literally was like had a moment I remember I was like in my living room and worried about how I was gonna pay rent how I was gonna actually like you know pay for groceries and I didn't want to ask for help I didn't want to ask for help but it was almost like high power just saying surrender Mm. and I did I got on my knees I never get on my knees I got on my knees and I was crying I'm like I don't understand this you know you've given me back pain and I've healed and now you've given me this gift that I'm so scared to use because I'm now broke yeah I'm like I've I'm broke not only financially but broken mentally physically in every aspect of my life yeah and that's when I got tested and I got tested and I got tested to see if this is the path that I really wanted to take. And if it was, there needs to be action steps, mm. you know, asking for support, asking for help, knowing that it is okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> I relate to that so hard. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think a lot of people who, decide to go from their matrix job Mm. to their passion job Mm. there is maybe a spiritual element or maybe just a practical element that says okay once I go to my passion my sole purpose then things will just flow Mm. and I think that is rhetoric that's kind of told a little bit through Mm. wellness and spirituality is just that like if you go follow your passion it should be effortless and it'll just flow and abundance Mm. will flow and that's not the case. Mm-mm. There's so many 
challenges and inner work that you have to face along that path to really step into that role of that passion. Like, because I think because we, you know, we're doing the matrix work for so long, that means our self-worth is at that level. So until our self-worth, even though we made the decision to go to the passion, doesn't mean our self-worth is fully believing it's this and only this. Especially if we have friends and family around us saying, just get a job. Mm. Just get a job. And it's like, but you don't get it. Like, it's it's so much more than just a job. Yes. Amen. Yeah. There's so much judgment. Yeah. There's so much. Um, so, like, it's not like you following your passion is also going to come with, like, noise. Mm-hmm. Noise to say how much you want it. Yes. Right, and I literally was like, "Oh my god, I'm following my passion," and then there's all this noise, and it's like an earthquake. Yeah, it's like really just like the feeling in your body shakes. It's like, hold on a second, universe, I'm following my passion. Yeah, this is traumatic. Why is it traumatic? Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be love and light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> love and light manifest. Yes, all the things, but. You're right, you need to really do the work. Mm-hmm. And if you're not prepared to do the work, it's going to be hard and you're going to fall on your, you're going to fall. It's going to be hard to get yourself back up. Yeah. Really is. So how did you, what was that turning point? Like what tools did you use to pull out of that and now start having an income mm. and have money coming in and all of that amazing mm. stuff? It's so, you know what? It comes down to surrender. It really does, because the minute I surrendered, things just really flowed for me. Yeah. Like, I really surrendered. And when people, I've actually Googled how to surrender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, like, how do, how does one surrender? How do you surrender? Because all I hear is surrendering. And it was really funny, because I, I remember, I can't remember who it was. I was connected with one of my mentors and I'm like I've done everything yeah I've done everything yeah what is surrender yeah it's like okay you need to surrender I'm like stop telling me to surrender yeah like what does this what what does does this this mean phantom surrender mean like okay cool I surrender now what (laughs) okay I'll tell you what it means it's really interesting and it's different for everyone yeah um I briefly explained how I had that moment in the living room where I literally was at breaking point. I was at breaking point to the point where I was like, okay, I give up. I'm throwing the towel in and I'm going to go step back into the matrix. Like in my mind, I'm like, I, I, like I was so close. Yeah. I was so close. Wow. So I had this experience of, um, finding a new roommate and this lady, uh, she approached me. It was interesting because that day I literally remember crying. I was like, we need a new housemate. I've got so much going on. What, like, I don't even know how I'm going to pay these bills. What's going to happen? Like, what is going on? I don't know anymore. Like, I literally was just like, I don't know. Yeah. So I have this lady come in um, to view the apartment, but as soon as as soon as she like walked in, I knew I'm like, this is, she's not here for the room. She's here for a different reason. Mm. I just knew I, I had this feeling 
And it was really funny because she had the same feeling too. Mm. So I showed her around and then she sat down and um, we had this conversation about, you know, she, she said something like, manifesting or like universe and I was like "Uh uh-huh my people so we had a chat (laughs) we had a chat and um that chat led to this most amazing experience that I needed and um I love doing energy work on people so I always like ask for permission do you give me permission should we play like let's like do some energy work here and um I asked her it's like this is really strange but do you give me permission to just like like you know do some work with you and she's like yes for sure of course anyway so she sits down and I'm doing work and I like you know never disclose information but like you know said some things and she was like what wait what how do you know that I'm like okay this and this is linked to this problem have you you need to get your thyroids checked or um, this is going to manifest into this and, you know, this pain happened, you know, 15 years ago, blah, blah, blah. And that's when it started coming, like the intuitive, like, yeah, like, you just, like knew. it just, it came out of nowhere. Like, I didn't even know. It was like a sign, the universe, like higher power channeling through me, using me to connect with this lady. And then she just like broke down and was like looked at me and was like, I knew I wasn't here for the house. (laughs) And I looked at her and I'm like, I am so sorry. I don't know what to say. Like, I didn't mean this. And she's like, it was like this healing experience that she had. And from that moment, that was surrendered to me. That Mm. was when I, that day when I thought my world was going to crumble, when I didn't know how to financially support myself, it was a higher power showing me you have a special gift and mm. you need to use it. Yeah. And no matter what, I have your back. Oh, I love that. Mm. That's so amazing. Yes. So that was like the point for me when it was like my aha moment. Like, okay, I, I feel it. I see it. I understand it. And now I'm just being it through that. Yeah. yeah. So then were you able to like book more clients or did yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It was interesting because this lady was a clinical psychologist. Wow. And she, you know, she's open to this work and um, she just looked at me and she just touched me and she was like, you have a special gift. And I was like, um, I get nervous and really like, I don't like talking about myself. So I was like, oh, um, thank you. Like, you know, I'm glad you received that and all the things. But she said to me, she's like, no, you actually do. Aww. And you need to use it. I don't know why I'm getting weepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, so I like love when people like ha- like are shown themselves, you know, mm-hmm. like they have other people mirror themselves to them so they can feel it. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It was a beautiful experience for me. And then, um, honestly, I am so grateful that I have good people in my life that have experienced my work and have shown me that I need to step into this and people need it. And um, I've had really good girlfriends that, you know, refer me to friends. And then that just opens the channel. It's just really stepping into surrender and then believing in yourself. Yeah. And then once you believe and drop into, okay, this is is my path. I'm going to step into it. I'm going to explore it. Yeah. And the channel's just opened up. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. 
I love I love also how it's not easy breezy and you mm. have to do all of these things and you are challenged with yourself and obstacles. Like I mm. think at least being in LA, there's so many creative fields, like people who are comedians or actors or filmmakers, there's they're doing their passions, but there's so many obstacles mm-hmm. and there's so many people here, so breaking through feels impossible mm. you know and I I mean I'm not I'm not a researcher like I don't I haven't studied this information but I have a very strong feeling that a lot of the reason why people aren't breaking through and getting those job opportunities it's all internal mm. like if they dealt with the blocks and everything within them started working on that stuff stuff's gonna align and you Mm. open up and you grow the confidence to maybe have a better audition Mm. or you're more free and flowing and not so judgmental of yourself so you get you know booked on something or the jokes come to you like you're Mm. able to see your pain in a different light and now you can write jokes in a different way um yeah that would be my guess Mm. (laughs) and you know what it really is like the minute you're the minute you heal, yeah. That, like the minute you face your bullshit, right. The minute you actually heal the trauma, because we all have trauma. Oh yeah, right. And it's so funny because yeah. people are like, I don't, I don't believe in that. You know, it's not science based or blah blah blah. All the things. I'm like, we all have shit. Mm-hmm. And it builds up and it builds up and it builds up until you are at breaking point. Don't let it get to breaking point. Yeah, heal thyself know thyself the minute you know yourself the minute you actually play with your inner child the minute that you actually heal the trauma the minute you actually quiet the inner roommate yeah who's just constantly being a bully saying you're not good enough or this happened at this age or this person hurt you or this relationship this is why you can't get into this relationship and it to blossom and you're going to be alone forever that noise in there is what we battle with every day yep if you just learn to like quiet that and you control your mind, mm-hmm. not your mind control you. Mm-hmm. And if you tap into your heart, things are gonna flow. You're gonna meet people. You're gonna be able to like meet people that are gonna wanna help you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, honestly, I, I see it as magic. Like my life now, if I look back to the past year, I am so grateful I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the work that I did, but also the people that believed in me. And the people come into your life. Like literally people come into your life. Yeah. If you allow them to. Yeah. It only takes one person to change your life. Oh, I love that. One person. I think having that that belief, like that core system, Daniel and I were actually just talking about this other day of how like the if we if you have a support system around you that no matter what decision you choose to move through in your career life or whatever and says it's okay i believe in you you're going to figure it out mm-hmm. if you have that as the resonating thing not oh well you really need to think about your rent or you really mm-hmm. need to like worry about this you really need to worry about this if instead of their fears and your fears and very practical advice cuz people want you to be okay and safe mm-hmm. and stable they said, I know you have the answers. You're going to figure it out. You're a smart, capable person. Like, I know mm. you can do this. If that was resonated to you over and over, 
you would get the confidence to pursue that calling more and more, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So we can all just be that for each other. A hundred percent. And you know what? This is why I also created um, my, like, wing women, like the women's support group, because this yeah. is, like, there's so much noise out there about women's empowerment and helping each other and supporting each other. Yes. And I'm like, are they really? Yeah. You yeah. know, like, I, I don't mean to, like, you know, um shut it down but it frustrates me yes talk about this oh my god i get like my blood boils when i think about it because i'm like do we really support each other right are you bitching behind each other's back or you know are you really supporting your friend yeah are you really excited for them are you sharing their work Mm -hmm. are you like sending referrals because it's really funny when I look at it, I really feel like the, the reason why I created it was so much because I had so much like pain, pain of like, where is my tribe? And I've right. got amazing supportive friends, but when it comes to like business, right. you need your tribe. Yes. You need, you need mental support. Yeah. hundred percent. You can't do it alone. And there's so many people out there that are like, I've got you, I've got your back. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you've got this. It's like, when I need it, are you there for me? Right, yeah, 100%. Are you really there for me? I've got this event coming up. I've got this workshop. Mm-hmm. I've got this new offer. Are you there supporting me? Right. Right? Yeah. And that's when it comes down to, like, really think about the core. And I just think about, like, if we stepped into our power, we have so much to create. Mm-hmm. We have so much. The world, like... The universe is abundant, mm-hmm. so abundant, but we're still living in lack. We're still comparing with each other. This person's prettier than me. This person's got more. This person's having a baby at this age. I'm not good enough. All, all the um, bringing down. We're yeah. still doing that. Oh yeah, we're bringing each other down. Yeah, there's not much uplifting, and when there is, is the authentic. Right. Is it coming from a place of love, mm-hmm. integrity, support, joy? Mm-hmm. And that's when things shifted. Like I literally had to find my tribe. I literally had to go out there and go, who are my people? Yeah. And then build through that, build through that, build through that. Because I, I felt that pain and it's, it's ugly. Yeah. Talk, yeah. talk about wing woman. So what is it like... Um, are you throwing events through it? Like, what yeah. is what does that look like? So and if you're in LA, how oh, do you connect yes. and find it? Definitely, it's um, on Instagram. It's Wing Woman Network. Um, so basically, I started in my lounge room. I started um, hosting women's um, circles, so like the moon circles. So, cool. so I do like new moon and full moon, and then. Um, yeah, it was this year I did my first event. So it was Amazing. International Women's Day. And it was great having, like, you know, I think it was like 15 women there for a beautiful evening of dinner and drinks. And I so got nice. everyone to just, like, get up. And for any entrepreneurs out there to get up, introduce their business, what they do and how they can connect. Amazing. And it's more about, like, the minute that you, the minute that you know yourself, the minute that you actually step into self-worth, you don't sit there and compare. You don't sit there and go, I can't introduce this person to this person because that's going to be successful for their business. Right, right, it, right. It's like, no, this is amazing. The connection, the more you connect, the more you build, the more you see 
people grow, the more you get. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I literally now don't even step into lack. I'm all about okay this person needs to be introduced to this person mm-hmm. and they're going to assist each other and grow their business and that's what it's all about it's about helping each other consciously yeah not like really like not the whole facade of like i'm doing this because i'm supporting women mm-hmm. i'm support i'm it's women's empowerment i'm going to go to this event because like I don't like, you know, no offense to like feminism or anything like that. I just feel like open to all, but assist each other. Sisterhood is about really like connecting and feeling our pains. Yeah. Talking about our pains and being open about our pains, you know, from everything. So what I'm trying to do is build authentic connection and community Mm. and, you know, have different events for different topics you know it could be like entrepreneurs or it could be like women who suffer from endometriosis and having a guest speaker talk about that like you know women that can't have babies or like the trauma that we go through yeah the stigma of life and all the fear and anxiety like you know real talk yeah real talk yeah and Mm -hmm. stop putting on the facade of the I mean, I think in our culture in general, like we have had this version of this perfect housewife. Mm. The home is immaculate. The Mm. children are, you know, so good in their schoolwork. And, you know, I take care of everything here and there's nothing wrong. My marriage is perfect. We fuck all the time. Like everything's whatever. (laughs) That's literally just not the case. Like Mm. you're just lying to yourself and everyone around you and you're doing yourself a disservice by pretending like these difficult conversations don't need to be had like they do it it you sharing your difficult situation as awkward as it may be for you to share or discuss is letting someone else know if they're also going through it it's okay 100 percent um and that's that unity that women Mm. need right now is to feel heard and seen and understood and all of these things that we've been going through by ourselves privately behind closed doors they there's a space to talk about it that's not going to be used against us in Mm. gossip later Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that isn't like ooh, did you hear that like so-and-so has an eating disorder like no 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 let's talk about it and help each other heal Mm. in a different way that i feel like hasn't been done um a hundred percent it's really funny because I hosted my first workshop in LA. Yes. Um, it was Power the Pussy. And it's it was really funny because, like, feedback I got was, I wasn't really, like, sure what Power the Pussy was. Is it, like, you know, feminism? Like, you know, Power the Pussy? And it was really interesting because the event was all about, like, you know, meditation, visualizations, Reiki, and, like, healing trauma. you know from past relationships it could be shame of like being called a slut or a Mm -hmm. whore or like you know the sexual shame Mm -hmm. that we have caused ourselves yeah and believed in ourselves like you know really feeling into tapping into our womb and going wow like there's so much guilt and shame around sex Mm -hmm. like oh my god it's ugly Mm -hmm. really being able to have like host that workshop where we could release together was just so magical when women come together and when we authentically release and hold space and know that it is safe to release 
that's when magic happens. Yeah. That's when magic happens. Mm, I love that. Yeah. When's your next stuff? You gotta Ooh. let us know. Hopefully, um, I'm just working on a few things, but like hopefully at the end of August. Amazing. I do another new moon um ceremony. Amazing. Otherwise, my intention is to move to LA next year. So hopefully I'll be out here doing more work and workshops. Love it. Yeah. Really having fun with it, you know? Yeah. Like really having fun and just enjoying the journey. I love that. Yeah. I love that. um okay so where can people follow you Mm, they can follow me on instagram so i'm under chala gazelle so (laughs) j-u-z-e-l i'll tag it'll be in the show notes you'll be able to check it out yeah Yeah. you can find me on instagram yeah I feel like we could talk forever. I know, right? Like, literally. <laughs> I'm like, there's more. We'll just have to have you on again. Yes. Yes. Love this it. has been great. Thank you. Thank you so much. What a beautiful guest. Oh, I'm so you. happy. And thank you for sharing your gifts with the world and having the courage to stand in your gifts and share them with people because they really need them. Mm. So, thank you so much. Oh, thank <laughs> you for having me. Yes. It's been like so wonderful in this oh. experience and just sharing and you know, I've stepped into this like not knowing what is going to come out of it and I think like now I've just realized that you know, even like speaking through I'm like, yes, I'm getting more like signs from the universe. Like, mm. yes, 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 this is the right path. Like, you know, so I appreciate you even sharing this yes, on your podcast, of you know, with your followers and so it's it's really good and I hope that listeners out there, if this resonates, amazing. If yeah. it doesn't, it's okay. Like don't push it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That was one more thing I'll say on on the feminism is also sometimes especially when we're going after things that you know you can tell if another woman's nervous to go after what they Mm. are excited about right Mm. like you kind of feel that energy Mm. and they might say like a little bit on it but they're not quite like Mm. fully stepping into that role or that new job or that new exciting thing that they're passionate about just throw love and support at people Mm. like I remember when I was gonna start the podcast I started announcing it I was like oh there's so much like um imposter syndrome I'm like who am I to like start a podcast like what do I have to say I don't have a big following like Mm. you know whatever and having women around me say yes I'm so excited Mm. I can't wait to hear and like hearing that support from people that weren't just like my lifelong friends that were Mm. new friends that I was meeting and new people I was connecting with was I mean that helped me to birth the podcast like mm-hmm. literally that helped create something so your support to other women really does even help create things out in the world and how mm. important that is mm. yeah so true that is one thing i'd i advise is just be authentic and like supporting is so important yeah just to even be like i'm there for you or i see you yes i see you yep. you're doing great you know keep going yeah because you just don't know what people are going through don't look at instagram yeah. <laughs> yeah don't think that life is all glossy and all peaches and cream like people need that support yep yeah basic human compassion connection love yeah. yep yeah. i love it mm. perfect note all right 
Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to the Pink Noise podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Chala, you can follow her at Chala Gazelle on Instagram. Also, if you like this episode, please like and subscribe on Apple iTunes and follow and download on Spotify. All of those truly help boost the podcast, allow other people to see it. And honestly, I just want some further feedback. If you guys like the stuff, DM me, send me a message. Let me know. I want to hear from you. I want to see what you like, what you don't like. I'm making this for you guys. So I want to hear from you. Uh, So feel free to DM me. I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful weekend and enjoy the rest of the summer. We will be back next week when it is also summer. Okay. (laughs) Bye guys. Happy Friday.